Hello guys, welcome to this episode of One More Rep. This one, oh, that's just my chair, hopefully not breaking on me. It's, it's a little bit wobbly. This episode is a special one. It's about my coaching services and what I offer as an online coach and, you know, the kind of things to expect. If you were working with me as, as your coach, what would you what would you be getting? And the reason I'm doing this is because I do get quite a few inquiries about what what it is that I offer and you know how do I work and rather than obviously answering it on an individual basis it'd be nice to just have that in one episode and so it can probably answer eight out of your ten questions and you know you might have a remaining couple of questions specific to you that aren't covered which is fine but those kind of general questions that you would have if you're looking for an online coach and certainly that I would have if I was looking for my online coach uh, hopefully they'll be answered in this episode. So first of all, I just want to give a little bit of background of where I'm from and what I've done in the past to get me to here, because I think it's it, it gives you some kind of reassurances of that where you are, it's like, oh, well, Adam was once here or in a similar position and and that hopefully can instill some confidence in you and, and inspire you that, you know, you can you can do it too. Well, not the coach inside, but more like the actual gym training. So when I was six years old, I was uh, involved straight away in, in gymnastics. My older sister was in gymnastics too, and then was a gymnastics coach. And she put me into gymnastics, and my family kind of did, and my mum did. And I was actually quite good at it, I was okay. And you could see that at an early age, that I had, had potential. So I quickly landed myself in, uh, in a boys' gymnastics club, in a kind of group. <clears throat> and by the age of seven, I was already competing with within this, this group of boys. And within that group of boys, I wasn't actually the best. I was probably the worst. <laughs> there were boys in that group who were really talented. Kind of like those ones that, you know, just come out of their mum's womb, like, you know, with doing a handstand. It's just like they were naturally gifted. That's never happened before. But do you know what I mean? Like just super, super talented could pick up skills with, within like one training session, would, could jump into the splits, uh, you know, with their eyes shut. It was ridiculous. And I had to work quite hard to keep up with them. And skip forwards 10 years to when I was 16, I was the only boy left from that group. So I went into a group of like five, five boys and we were, you know, we were all on a national development plan, which means we were, we were going to nationals and following specific guidelines to compete on a national level and then go and get selected for internationals and things like this. And by 16, I was the last one, which was scary and completely different to how it had started. It started off being like in this boys group and it was fun and we'd go to each other's birthday parties and we'd even have birthday parties in the gym like because we were there so much we actually celebrated our birthdays a lot of the time in the gym and then skip forwards I was on my own and it was very lonely and there was a lot of pressure at that time balancing school and gym and uh, injuries kind of took hold by 16 I was really struggling and eventually I retired and people laugh when you say retired but when you've given 10 years of your life to something and it felt like retirement because my body was so broken. 
And I, I went into academics after that. I did, did pretty well in gymnastics. I ranked in the top five in the UK at 15. I think it was 15 or six, turning 16. So that was on a national level. And I had my eyes set on internationals, but school would go, was going well at the same time. And I had to make a bit of a choice. I was like, I could push this gymnastics more at the risk of potentially getting more injured and not being selected and missing out on crucial GCSE college results. Or I could focus on academics, and I chose that one. And then I went to a, a very good college, very good university, and I actually studied chemistry. And in that time, I got into running, and middle distance running, and that's where I lost a lot of my uh, my own kind of like muscle and, and physique, and I became a lot, lot slimmer, because I was in middle distance racing 10Ks. I really enjoyed that. I really, really enjoyed that. But the reason why this is relevant is that in that time I picked up some eating eating disorders. I was binge eating. I was not eating enough, basically. And then on the back end of that, binge eating. So through the day, I would eat very little, sometimes one meal, and it would be a small meal. And then in the evening, I would like 2,000 calories, um, huge, huge meals. And I was actually very, very underweight. I'm not going to give exact weights of what I was because I don't want to scare people. I don't want to trigger people. Um, I'm conscious that people are battling with their own their own bodies and their own body image. But I was unhealthily underweight. And I hadn't trained in a commercial gym by that point ever. As a gymnast, we did a lot of body weight stuff. We did a little bit of weights when I was in my teens. And then through running, there was very little gym work done there as well. Some but not a lot. <clears throat> I'm just going to take a drink because my throat is very dry. I've been talking all day. And COVID came in 2020 when I was closing out university. And basically it got to a point where I decided I need, enough was enough. I needed to make a change. And I started eating better. I'm, I'm skipping over a lot of details, but I really sorted out my nutrition and sorted out my relationship with food. I worked on it really hard. I worked on journaling. I worked on, you know, eating mindfully and eventually saw food as a fuel, as more than just a fuel, sorry, as food as something to enjoy. And I picked up the gym, started training in the gym. And then my transformative journey began. And I actually started, as a, I became a coach, became a PT. And in 18 months, I put on around 20 kilos of weight which is huge, like huge. I think it was just under 20 kilos. And to where I am now, put on another about five <clears throat> kilos and I'm probably reaching where my genetic potential is for putting on weight uh, with the activity level that I'm currently at, which is very active. So I've gone from someone being very underweight to someone who's I would probably come up as overweight in terms of, you know, BMI. We all know that BMI doesn't take into comp into uh, consideration the composition of your body. It doesn't distinguish between muscle and fat. But it's been a transformative journey. And the gym has been pivotal in that. And coaching has been pivotal. And everything that I've learned through my own journey, I've implemented into my, own, into my business. And I'm helping clients overcome similar battles to what I have or 
you know, if, even if it's weight loss, it's about healthy habits, developing healthy habits. It's that accountability and, you know, revamping their nutrition. And by this point, I've kind of seen, seen it all. <laughs> and that kind of brings me on to who I, who I would typically work with. So as uh, looking at my business and the clients that I work with, I typically, typically, not everyone, but I typically work with males in the LGBTQ community. And that's naturally come about. I never started my PT business as, I'm going to work with gay males. I didn't start like that. I started as a PT. I was working with everyone. I was working with 40 clients on the gym floor. And it was absolute madness. But now I'm in a position where I'm running a face-to-face -face service and an online service, and I'm not doing 40 clients in the gym. Um, I'm doing under half of that, but I'm also running an online business where I work, where I look at the most of my online clients, and they are gay males. And they have similar struggles to me because I'm a gay male too, and we, you know there's some comfort in that, in being gay and working with someone else who's gay, and you can share problems, share experiences, be open with each other. Having an open communication channel with your coach is so, so important. It's how you're going to get the most out of your clients. And how I'm, how I'm going to get the most out of you is if you know, you, you're able to talk to me openly and I'm able to listen and, 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 and we move from there. If I don't know about your problems and your struggles, then we can't, we can't move from there. So, you know, I think gay males feel some comfort in working with a coach who's also gay so the main pillars of my coaching there are three pillars first one is a training program second one is the nutrition plan and the third one is the check-ins so the first one is a tailored training program matched to exactly what you want and what you need so if you um have a lot of time available to train and you want to train four times a week in the gym, then great, we can make a program that matches that. And if you have access to certain equipment that you want to use, so it might be a David Lloyd gym that has a particular machine that you really like, let's get that, let's get that in the program. But if it's, um, if you're traveling a route for work and, and you're less free and you can maybe only get two sessions in a week, your training program will be two sessions a week. And if they're moving from different gyms all the time, then we need a training program that's a bit more general and a bit more generic, just as like a foundational one. So I have one particular client who travels around a lot and he ends up in hotels with pretty, pretty much guarantee he's got a, a set of dumbbells available. So we've got him on a dumbbell only workout as a foundation. So he's always got that training program there. And then on top of that, layered on top of that is his program where he can go to his home gym. And so wherever he is and whatever he's doing, he's always got something he can do. And that means he can get results all year round. So that's part of the training program and it's tailored and specific to what you need. If you've had past injuries, current injuries, then we're gonna work around that. And it might potentially mean that we need to do a little bit of rehab work in the training program as well, you know, you just twisted your ankle last week, okay, let's get some, let's work on some balance drills once we've got that ankle pain free. Uh, so it's a very tailored individualistic program. The second part is the meal plan. So the meal plan is, is set to, uh, on Google Sheets, and you'll have specific calorie goals and specific macro goals to hit. 
And within my Google Sheets, there is a database of food that I will use to map out a meal plan for you so you can see exactly how much of what to use per meal. And you can see how that breaks down into calories and macros and you know, fats, carbs, protein uh, per meal. And this is something that you can edit from your side too, which is the benefit of Google Sheets. So I can edit it from my side and you can edit it from your side. So if you want to add stuff in, take it out, then we can. And we always obviously match that nutrition goal to the meal plan. So if your goal is to lose weight, we need that meal plan to reflect that. If your goal is to gain weight and gain muscle mass, the meal plan needs to reflect that. So again, that's individualistic too. And it needs to be foods that you typically eat. There's no point giving a steak to a vegan because like come on so if someone comes to me like i'm vegan or i don't eat it xyz that's not going to be in the meal plan and and i've actually had people ask me if i work with vegans yes i do <laughs> i do not discriminate against vegans i've actually had quite a few vegans in my in my business i've worked with at least i would say seven or eight vegans uh, so yeah, that's always a good challenge and good fun. The third pillar is the check-ins. So we have two types of check-ins. I have the weekly check-in that goes out as a form to my client. They fill it in. It takes five minutes and they tell me about their week. They tell me about the training. They tell me about the wins and the successes of their week. They tell me about things that they struggled with in their week and anything that they think needs to change in terms of the training program, meal plan, what they're looking forward to next week, their general energy levels. These are all the sorts of questions that are in my weekly uh, check-in form and I submit my feedback on their check-in over the weekend so if people get that into me by the end of the week I can submit feedback and that's delivered back to them so it's a very um it's, it's a robust system it's a it's a very what's the word I'm looking for organized it's an organized system where if if that client misses that check-in deadline on Friday uh, then I, I might not actually be able to get them the feedback. I always try. I always try and get them feedback. But, um, you know, it, it's it's up to the client to get that feedback to me uh, because the more that they give, the more that I can give back as a coach. Then there's the monthly review calls, which I think are super, super, super important. So every month I have a one-to-one -one call with my client to review the month that's just gone and to plan ahead for the month coming up. So it can land anywhere in the months. It, it depends on when someone starts. But if John starts with me tomorrow, we're going to have our first call then. And we're going to make sure he knows exactly what he's doing in the month ahead. And then in another month, we'll have that call and we'll review what's gone on and we'll think about what we're going to do in the next month. And the reason why I think those calls are crucial is because it's a chance for me to see another side of my client that I've not seen before. And, you know, to see their full character rather than just to and from messaging which is useful and you can always message me 24 7 on the training app and i'll always get back to people within 24 hours but the call is there to really get to know each other the client can get to know me as well you know john can get to know who i am and you know it can take 15 minutes it can take 45 minutes we just have a, a relaxed discussion about how things are going and it's I think it's really nice to have that call opportunity between coach and client to address anything that might not have been addressed in the weekly check-ins and 
the final points to make are my training app, you can log everything in your session. So if you're in the gym, log in your lap pull downs and you have three sets of eight to do, you can log eight reps of 32 kilos on set one and then eight reps of 35 kilos set two. And that record is saved so that when you come back to it next week, you can see what weight you did and you can go slightly higher. So maybe first set you go eight reps 35 and then second set you go eight reps 37 kilos. This is how to progressively overload. This is how to build strength. This is how to build muscle. And that, that training app is, is uh, super useful for clients to have, it's like having a PT in your pocket, in your phone, right? You've got everything you need there. You've got the exercise that you need to do. You've got the videos of me doing it and demonstrating it and explaining the technique. You can log the workouts, log the reps, have a, have a complete record of what you've done in the past so that each time you get better, stronger, fitter. And, you know, it's, uh, anyone can do it. It's bulletproof in a way because I've had people start their gym journey, their fitness journey, just using the app without any sessions from me in person, no in-person coaching, just online. And, uh, you know, a year later, they're, they're bossing it. And, you know, results do take time. They do, they do really take time. But what I'm trying to say is an online client who's never been to the gym before can certainly do very, very, very well just using the app because you've got everything you need. You've got the the execution of the exercise, you've got a record and you've got me on the other end of the phone if you just need to message me and say, hey Adam, like, how do I set up this hip thrust? Voice note, bam, straight away. So things are nipped in the bud. That is all I wanted to say, I think. Oh, sorry, no, one final thing. We have open Q&As every week. So we do a Q&A session. You can submit questions in, you can turn up, ask questions. I do that with another coach. Uh, we collaborate and we share the questions that we've got from our clients and cover a particular topic. So for example, one this week is how to stay on track during Christmas and New Year because it's that time of year and we do an open Q&A on Zoom which clients are welcome to come on to and ask anything that they want or just sit and listen and turn the camera off. That's also fine. That's what I often do on group calls if I'm busy trying to also multitask and do other things. You might be washing up in the kitchen. You might just want to listen to what's going on and that's fine. Uh, but yeah, the clients drive the, drive the, converse, drive the conversation there with, with proposing their questions, which is nice. And that is it. That is it. I just want to close out with a few kind of final words in the online coaching. You might think it's not for you, but give it a shot with the right coach so every coach works a different system some coaches you know give out a generic meal plan training plan and say off you pop whereas other coaches work with their clients one-on-one -on -one aggressively not aggressively it makes it sound like i'm punching you and like messaging you every day calling like hey why are you not in the gym today um that's not that's not me but it is it is a, a training program that you know, you, you, that I get very involved with and I, I don't let clients just slip off the radar and not hear from them for weeks. That's not the kind of service that I run. I know it's what coaches, what other coaches can do if they're overloaded with, you know, loads of clients and they offer this service that's a bit kind of generic, then yeah, that, that can be a disaster. But if you know that from your coach, you're getting that one-to-one -one support, one-to-one check-ins, one-to-one calls, messaging, then 
that might be more for you if you need that level of accountability. If you're a highly motivated individual who just needs ideas on how to train, how to what to eat, which is pretty much no one, but if you're really highly motivated, then yeah, you could probably get away with a coach who doesn't ever message you or call you. But for most people, you want that support. And I know that I would. If I'm struggling, I'm going to need that one-to-one support. And so don't completely write off online coaching. If you're thinking, it's just not for me, I need someone at the gym to meet me at the gym. Like I need them waiting there to do my gym session. Then like think about it carefully because actually you might have you might actually have the ability to do very very well in online coaching it's just that you've not found the right online coach yet 